This episode of Unprofessional Development is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least, and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage the coverage at any time and on any device. That makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Welcome, unprofessionals, to a scientific episode of Unprofessional Development. I'm your co-host, Shane Lawrence. And I'm Mealy. Um, and we are brought to you by the Alberta Podcasting Network. We'll move my radio voice there, Shane. That was really, um, that was very good. But, um, and we, and we welcome, um, Deanna Rice, um, AKA, um, D STEM on the Twitter, which is where I, where I know her from. And Shane's like, you know, what's, what's her deal? Cause he didn't know how, how I knew you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, on Twitter. And so she's very active. She's not afraid to, um, share her opinions, whether or not people agree with them or disagree with them. Do you think that's fair, Deanna? Yes, I think that's fair. Um, and so we'll have we're gonna have some fun we're gonna kind of get into and i really do want to kind of get into at some point like navigating teacher twitter because i think that's something that we refer to a lot on this podcast but i don't yeah. always get into like all the all the nuts and bolts and all the kind of stuff and i think that that's something that we that we have in common all three of us actually um, and i think it can be a fun discussion and, and kind of talk about what that means and, so and i like feel like we off. should also wait we got to mention to her background here just just because theater of the mind here in the podcasting oh, world mind. Yes. because i mean she also mentions beaches in her twitter profile and then she's got this gorgeous beach background with like the palm trees swaying in the breeze and the waves rolling in yes like i oh, if i it's just a very tropical episode it could have been a very um, tropical yes. i know but again i i had to establish this now so it's it's a little clunky that's why i was like no nah, it doesn't matter anyway uh so we'll, we'll go with scientific and 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 uh yeah let the chips fall where they may okay Okay, well, but but thank you for coming on, and we appreciate you. And so we kind of just start off, just to kind of give people a feel for um, who you are. We we asked this opening question: is what does education and being an educator mean to you? Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. I an educator to me. You know, obviously, our job is to connect students with the content. Um. That's an obvious tenet. We provide support for them to meet the learning objectives but there's more to it than that. So I think it, my job is to provide a safe place for my students for that learning to happen and to help them apply their knowledge, critically think and think for themselves. Um, I don't want just little robots regurgitating my chemistry facts to me. <laughs> I want them to know chemistry, but I want them to be able to navigate life. I want them to be good people. I want to model and show them how to be considerate and um, how to build a community so that's being an educator amen 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 i that's like a, that i yeah. like that it's it's all about creating whole human beings i want i wonder i wish we could get someone on from like 80 years ago just to uh -huh. see just build like, a time it, machine and ask them what education means exactly to them. like my kids are buckets right. that need to be filled <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know i my grandmother was it that's as far back that generation my grandmother's a teacher she passed oh, cool. a few years ago um yeah. she retired in 1993 so she had been teaching a long time but yeah. she still had that you know i remember she had vaseline and cones you know she took care of her students uh -huh. 
you could have students come to your house. <laughs> you still had that community care aspect to teaching. I think it might have even been stronger than where she taught. So yeah, see, my yeah. grandmother was um, a mean teacher. Okay, oh. I think she had that as well. I mean, she she passed before I became a teacher, so she didn't even mm -hmm. know the education field. But I remember her telling me a story. She taught in Catholic school. She was not she was not like a mean nun, but she had to keep up with the mean nun. Yes, <laughs> and I remember telling me this story. So this is elementary school, and these kids had mis had, had misbehaved, right? And mm -hmm. so this is what she did. She had them hold um, a dictionary. Because they don't even know what a dictionary is. And um, she two dictionaries, and they had to extend their arms out and hold the dictionaries until they couldn't hold the dictionaries anymore. That, yes. was, the, that was their punishment. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yes, brutal. Very brutal. I, I don't no even see that. the symbolism in that. Like, what's... <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. What? What's the point? For beating you down with words. But I, yeah. And this is obviously, obviously pre, um, uh, understanding or you know wh where we are, wh what is acceptable and not acceptable, right. and and sensitivity. So this was this was even other a mean thing. I'm like, goodness, it's good. you're like, Mila, your grandmother. What are you like if your grandmother? Was no, like, I heard some but, stories too. So, so this boy was misbehaving. So mm -hmm. so how do you? shame a boy put a bow in his hair and tell him he has to have that in his hair and he and that i'm going to call your mom and you're going to wear that the whole way till you walk home till 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 you till you get home yes a lot of shame and embarrassment was used um i remember mine the one thing i remember if a student was chewing down my grandma so they'd make them put it on their nose and so oh, i've heard that yeah 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 thanks yeah so with the community care there was still <laughs> come a long way in how we deal with what well, I like to yeah. think most of us come a long way in how we deal with this. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. No sticks lying up in the corner there. Right. 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 Uh, so, that, so that so that ties into, I think, um, teacher Twitter because. Yes. <laughs> yeah, speaking speaking of abuse. <laughs> yes. Teacher Twitter is a, is a community where there is sometimes. I mean, it, it gets it gets it can be really, really great and it can be really, really rough. So. Um, uh, so how long have you been on teacher Twitter and, and what do you think, like someone that's like new to teacher Twitter or hasn't been on teacher Twitter that's thinking about it, what can, what can you give them some pros, some cons, how to navigate it and kind of give us like a little teacher Twitter 101 from your perspective? Um, so I've been on teacher Twitter about three years, Okay. late and newish to the part. So I, for me, um, I've had a lot of pros with teacher Twitter. I've gained so much expertise and resources that have been shared. Mm -hmm. I've become a big part of a great network of educators I really respect and admire. Um, they've shared their knowledge with me. I feel like I've shared knowledge with them. I've made some real professional connections, had some opportunities, like being out here, doing some other um, opportunities. And I've made what I consider real friends. Mm -hmm. But there are some cons that people should be aware of. Um, <laughs> people feel very strongly about their opinions. Yeah, I can uh -huh. be. I can. I'm somebody who does too. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes that leads to arguments over things like big multi classrooms, <laughs> other education trends, uh -huh. and personal preferences. I remember one day people were arguing about somebody decorating their classroom and like yeah, instead of a decorated classroom. Yeah. We kind of get, it's a lot of wasted energy for us. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of misguided frustration sometimes for some people. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
but um just that i remember the bitmoji one like and there was that and big. <laughs> it was and i couldn't understand like can you B- bitmoji I mean, seemed like fun to everybody and i couldn't understand the anti-bitmoji crowd and they were oh. just I, I, I just saw Bitmojis and like, I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm not anti-Bitmoji, like, you know, fill uh-huh. your boots, but I think Bitmojis are just ugly. I do not like the way they look. I think they're terrible, horrible looking things. Um, and but no would offense you go to... on a two-day Twitter tirade to tell <laughs> terrible? No, no I, I, remember what, I don't remember what the, why they were mad about them. I can't remember why they didn't like was... them. People felt like it was a waste of time to make this Bitmoji classroom. This was, um, you know, in the midst of COVID, I think people uh, were overwhelmed with remote teaching. But for right. some teachers, it, they said it was an outlet, you know, it was a fun, yeah. creative thing to do for your students. I felt like if you want to do it, cool, it's fun. If you yeah. don't want to do it, that's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, it's the best advice I got as an early teacher, um, like literally year one was from another teacher because I had I stepped in it. I did something dumb in my classroom. And uh-huh. the parent called me and whatever else. And I mean, okay, footnote to this story, this parent was an absolute jerk, but I got the best <laughs> advice ever from him. And he said, pick right. your battles, pick your hill to die on, right? Yeah. And that's yes. been kind of like a mantra. And then I realized, I look around, it's like, there's not a whole lot of hills to die on. You know, right. a, a Bitmoji classroom yeah. sure as heck ain't one of them. <laughs> I think I think part of it was a little bit, I could be wrong, I mean, um, back me up if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm right though, was that they, there's some people who get really really upset if it's about the teacher you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they're like it's supposed to be about the students it's not supposed to be about you but people right. get really mad and i don't care if you want to like have 17 different handshakes or not like you know what i mean there's some people like oh you're just you know what i mean and you're like you're just making it all about you and it's like well right. but like they're having fun and the kids are having fun and like like that at the end of the day what do you care if there's handshakes taking place in the hallway or or, or not if right. this teacher wants, if that's what makes this teacher happy to share it with you, and other teachers think it's fun or interesting, that then why why are we like getting mad about them? But yeah, they're a bigger fish to fry. Um, right of the teachers treating the student with respect, you know, and help them. So, um, so Deanna, when you're on Twitter, like, what's the thing where you're like, oh yeah, here's the fight I want to be in. What are those for you? Oh, um, I, I think obviously anything that has to do with equity in the classroom um like teacher microaggressions mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i'd like to talk about those things um gatekeeping and stem that would be something i would jump into out of my experience coming through um in science there were not a lot of people that looked like me in my i um, got my master's in chemistry and education i was the only woman of color in the entire cohort yeah so, um, and we all know there's those science teachers that just make it hard on purpose. They want to lead people out. They want to make it different. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Kind of that, that speaking of centering yourself, it kind of makes them go, well, I'm the, I'm the smart one. And I, you know, I'm, right. you can't come in here unless I, unless I'm, um, you're smart as me and trying like, as opposed to like, <laughs> is like, I thought we we're trying to like help people learn here. Like that's like, like <laughs> the, the, the idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think jumping back to the, one of the cons of teacher Twitter, you know, sometimes we, every teacher's learning, every mm-hmm. teacher's growing. Yeah. Some, you mentioned stepping in it. We've all stepped in it before. And sometimes um, just a simple misguided statement could turn into an entire pile on. Yeah. And to something bigger than what it was when a person may be willing to correct themselves, they may have said, right. Well, in the state. The, yeah. And there are people who, who are, 
chomping at the bit. There are a few people that I've that um that I've now um unfollowed when I first got on Teachers Twitter that I thought mm-hmm. they were entertaining, and then I realized that that they um that they enjoy like finding places to pile on and then finding mm-hmm. somewhere some someone that stepped in it and then and then and then jumping on them as opposed to going, hey, like I got jumped on recently. And it was it was a weird thing, you know what I mean? So someone posted mm-hmm. something, right? And there was a mm-hmm. there was a challenge that they were having and they were they were and they were just you know, and some people just want to scream into the void and i didn't like i guess they didn't catch that you know what i mean and they're like blah 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 blah, blah. And i'm like oh I, I thought i was being helpful and i'm like have you tried da 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 like a, like a, like offering up a solution like and then it was like i didn't ask for your advice yeah she didn't ask for your advice like why don't you find out if someone wants any help before you start just telling make it making about what and I'm like, what? What happened? Like, like, I'm yes, sorry. um, I played with the same mistake. <laughs> I, and, you know, I've also done the receiving end where I've felt like I'm just bent and like, oh, I did more advice. You know, I, yeah. I've done it both ways. Right. I think we also are seeing in teacher Twitter. Teachers are stressed. They are tired. Yes. They are at their wits end. And sometimes it really is apparent in their tweet. <laughs> interact with people so yeah yeah it's mis- it's misdirected you oh I, I realize you're not angry at me you're just angry right. <laughs> yes. yep. all of that but with that said um you know i think i gained more than i lost the teacher yeah for sure oh. and and it really has transformed my my teaching and my outlook um mm-hmm. i know for in my previous school we only had two si- i was one of two science teachers mm-hmm other teacher as far as night and day teaching philosophies would be more incompatible so i really was i felt kind of on my own and learning and trying to grow as an educator i didn't have like a in-person professional network Mm -hmm. i felt i could learn from so teacher twitter really became a good a great resource for him that, that's really, where she really learned to like. Is. That's where she learned to pick fights with random teachers in the hallway, right? <laughs> I learned this on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I had. It was. It was about a week ago or so. Um, I had like this great interaction with this um this teacher, and it was, it was literally like we almost like we lesson worked through like lesson plans. Right. And she was doing um the um the crucible, and so she wanted to have some kind of lead up to that to kind of get into like stuff but she was worried if she went too far off into like witchcraft or seances like she's like you know i I thought about like can i bring in like a ouija board or uh something like this so and like and and she's like you know it didn't want to get off into you know either offending people or whatever or getting or having parent disruption and then i i've made one suggestion i can't remember what it was and she's like well no that that won't exactly work and then I said, well, what about um, the a magic eight ball and like um, a little, the little foldy things where you like mm-hmm. kind of do this? And she's like, oh, my goodness. Like, she's like, yes, like I'm going to get a magic eight ball. You know what yeah. I mean? And then like the person with the magic eight ball, then you can like accuse them of witchcraft and kind of mm-hmm. get in. Sorcery, so- fortune telling. all Right. Right. And and, it, and it's where it's a little more, you know, but fi- yes. kind of went back and forth to find that line where where it could be. Make the point, but not be where like the, you're gonna have the the uproar on 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 the outside. And just it was, like a nice, I'm saying that right. And we've got a religion. four or five back and forth um, tweets that until we kind of like landed where where we landed, and, and it was like I was like, oh my goodness, like this is like what teacher Twitter 
can be. And there's times where I'm like struggling with something and I'll like, hey, I'm trying to do this and I want to, I want some ideas. And then I'll get like, you know, 20, 30 responses and like, you know, half of them are like, oh, I, I can't do that or I can't use that. Or I'll take a piece of one, a piece of another and go, oh, okay, well, I hadn't thought about it like that. You know what I mean? And sometimes it just helps me to think about it more by by thinking about that. Sometimes I come up with an answer that isn't even any of theirs, but the fact that all of that back and forth helps me to go, oh, you know what? I'll just do this because I because I hadn't thought of that until like I was listening to all these other responses. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Deanna, what about you? I mean, Mealy is obviously benefiting from Twitter. What about you? Like, what's something that you've uh, taken from your conversations into your classroom? <laughs> I would say, so. Since I've been on teacher Twitter, my role has transformed or changed, really. So I said when I first got on, I was a traditional classroom teacher, and I got a lot of um, just, you know, ideas for running labs, uh, teaching strategies, tools, things like that. I also um, did some clear the list, so I got some resources, and I didn't have much in my classroom at all. Um, my school was a, it was a new school when I got there, and I was the first person to teach the, the upper level sciences. It was previously an elementary school that got trained. They just basically changed the name and said, you're a high school now. <laughs> so they have any equipment or anything. So without that aspect, um, my classroom would have been totally different. Oh, ex explain clear the list to people who maybe are listening that aren't like on teacher Twitter or don't know about the clear the list thing, whatever. And we can kind of get in some, some of the nuances of, of that because there's some, there's some, controversy with that is as, as, <laughs> as well that could be an entire other episode <laughs> good and bad but to sum it up uh clear the list was an initiative for um teachers to basically crowdfund what they need for their classroom so um i think some people know some people don't teachers have to pay for most of the things in the classroom out of pocket right. most of the things for their students it gets to be very expensive and you don't make a lot of money so clear the list really helped and it continues to help a lot of teachers um, get what they need. People are able to shop at Amazon list, do what donors choose. And I want to take a minute to shout out Blacklist Cleared, which is uh, something that myself, Jen, the tutor, and Miss Kendra, we work together. It's a platform for Black educators to try to get help with the classroom. So um, hashtag Blacklist Cleared. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But it, um, basically it's a way for... The community and the public to help support a classroom by an item at a time a couple dollars at a time yeah and it really does make a difference yeah uh, yeah yeah so, and i'm so i'm, I'm gonna put my personal take and maybe you can maybe you can set me straight so here's what it here's why i kind of like have have avoided to the to, to the most part well there's two things if your twitter account is 7,000 retweets of other people's clear the list accounts. Like I'm muting you. I'm still, we're still, we're still going to be <laughs> absolutely. Cause I, I, I can't, I can't like have like eight of those. And if, and if, or if you're, if you think it's okay just to drop it into my, as a random reply to like right. something that it's not related, that that's, that's, that's a no, no. And then people need to, it takes a while sometimes people to learn that. And, and, and like you said, they don't know sometimes when they're doing that, yes. that that's, they're just like, Oh, I'm just this. I'm trying to like get some stuff from my classroom because I want my kids to have it. But sometimes it seems to me, and this, and this is what I don't know how to avoid, um, it's almost like, well, I'm going to like give you $10 to your list and you're going to give $10 to my list and then Shane will yeah. give $10 to your list and he'll give Shane $10 to his list. And then I'm like, 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 
It's like a pyramid scheme at that point. Kind of. I mean, I'm like, how is this? How is this working? Unless it's someone that's that it's outside the teaching profession that's seeing this and and right. doing and and then we do and then they they do have that. There are those people. This this is a weird aspect of truth. I don't quite understand. Some of them <laughs> are like really benevolent, wealthy people, mm-hmm. and some people are using it as a way to build a following, and then they somehow generate income from twitter ads or something like i don't is, know exactly how is this like works. the people who are like rt um, in the next hour and i'll give someone ten thousand bucks i'll give a hundred dollars to like i'll, I'll have a drawing here's a hundred dollars the for in the next 24 hours it'd be someone that likes and retweets this tweet and so like yeah. eight thousand people like follow them and retweet them and, and like and and do all this and then they so that, that's how they grow from being like a small twitter person to like a big twitter person and then they had, and most of them, I think, are legitimately giving the hundred dollars to somebody. You know what I mean? Yes. What, what do you know about that? Well, so there, in the beginning, I was very involved with the list, and I saw the greatness of it. And then you also see this kind of dark. Anything good attracts like a scammy aspect, right? But right. special people are giving stuff away. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, um, I've seen everything from teachers. They found out had multiple, multiple accounts of impersonating teachers to get things you know yeah the giveaways i think there were also like you said many of them are legit and it's just like benevolent people giving stuff away but also yeah right, like like oh famous oh, people do it and i was gonna say famous people do it sometimes right. there's, there's there's some yeah. celebrities some singers and yeah. actors actresses you know um yeah. yeah go ahead but i've also seen where it's like oh everybody donate ten dollars to me and then i'll give away 50 so they're really making more right yeah they're basically running what? a lottery <laughs> yes oh my gosh. or essentially or they'll say um you know a lot of people want to be the middle and donate to this gofundme and i'll donate to clear the list well why can't we just donate to clear the list why do we need to donate to your <laughs> yeah so um you know and then you also there used to be a lot of debates about what's the proper amount of a teacher to ask for you know yeah there's some yeah. teachers who never item. Asked. Yeah. Why yeah. why'd they put that item on their clear the list? Yes. You know what I mean? And you know, like, what's the what's a luxury item? What's a basic need? What can you and it's really hard to you know, it's it becomes a an argument I'm not gonna get into right <laughs> now. But I Yeah. I think um Oh, and, and tied to the equity piece, the yes. the virtual the bur- the, the black yeah, the virtue signaling or whatever you want to call it when mm-hmm. they when they describe the the poverty in their school yes. and you know the you, the clientele you, of their school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but some people you know really broadcast my students are Title One, they're low income, it's high. I've seen what tweets that say my school is high violence, low income. Please donate. High violence, low income. Yes. That is. That's the best you can say. Is that the banner that's on the outside, outside of <laughs> yes. outside of the school. That's a school oh, motto. Yeah. You walk across the crest. You know, <laughs> and also, just with the equity piece, you know, when you talk about some teachers who had that big reach, who were able to get a lot of donated resources, and teachers who there are some teachers who say they can't get anything donated. You know, you're still creating a bigger gap when you have the teacher who has all brand new laptops and a cricket and you know, a new smart board and they've gotten every little toy donated to their classroom and then someone doesn't have paper and pencils. Right. I think the intention behind Clear the List was great and has benefited a lot, but it hasn't done anything to help the issue it was supposed to. 
Well, it, uh, it, it seems like it, a lot of times it comes down to just the ability to market yourself. Yes. Right. I mean, if you're good at marketing, then you can get the dollars, right? Whether, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it's definitely um, how you do, like you mentioned people being basically annoying with their tweets and yeah. um, spamming people, but that's not going to help. People are going to black you and mute you. Uh -huh. But if you know how to make your students sound appealing, which is where you get those sob stories and people using their students' socioeconomic status to get stuff. Um, or even just making your classroom sound fun. It really is marketing. Yeah. Well, and it's it's tough though, because I mean, you see some of these people and they're very clear, like desperate, like just yes. desperate. And it's, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, it's not appealing, you know, which yeah. is no. hard because you look here, you're like, <laughs> no. ah, but I mean, at the same time, some of that desperation is going to be real, right? It's like, they just need, you know, whatever it is they need for their classroom just to make it functional. Right. And I feel bad for those people. Like I, I mean, full disclosure, I have I have never done the Clipless thing or Dorothy uh -huh. did. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I haven't participated on on either end. I haven't. Yeah. For, I, I'm very fortunate that that my school has what we need for the most part, and we have um, a PTSA that is yeah. um, has fun. So if you need something, you know, I mean, I wanted um, whiteboard contact paper to go all the way around all the walls in my room, and I just said. Hey, here's, I want like $200 of whiteboard con con contact paper. Mm -hmm. It took about like two weeks and it just like showed up at the school and there it was. They go, come on down, grab it, throw it on your wall. You know what I mean? And, and it's, you know, as long as it's reasonable and it, and they understand that it's going to benefit students, they mm -hmm. normally can, you know, um, can do it. So for sure. Yeah. It's, it's cool. They've cleaned you know, up class sets of novels, field trips, mm -hmm. things like that, that they, that, that, that they, that they've, um, you know, particularly if you, they really like it when you can benefit like multiple teachers. Hey, we want to get this thing, you know, like something for like a chemistry lab that, hey, we're going to use it a couple of different days in, in two or three different teachers' rooms and we need this, you know, just a chemistry lab. You ask for an entire yeah, chemistry awesome. lab? Yeah. 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 Wait, no, I'm wait. Sorry. I, it cut out. <laughs> did you, Mealy, did you say you could ask for an entire chemistry lab? I mean, like just, I need I've, a room full of a whole bunch of scientific equipment. Like, yeah, no problem. Here's 150 right. grand. No problem. I've seen, like, I've seen a thousand dollars be dropped wow. with, 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 you know, no, no, with like minimal, you know, issues. Nice. You know? But I mean, this, this, this feels I mean, counterproductive to what we're talking about. <laughs> but like if it's a thousand dollars, it's probably, it's going to have to benefit more than one teacher. On, right. You know what I mean? But like, but like, but so you can't get that new spoiler for, for your Honda Civic or whatever. They're not going to be like, no, that's just for you. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but, the, but there's things like you, I, I want to go to this um, PD. Like I, I really need to use. I need to, I need to try again to, to go to some like um, conferences. You know what I mean? And, and they'll 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 sponsor conferences. You know, I want to I want to I want to I want to go for this. You know, and do that. And awesome. And and they'll do that. So um, you know, it's it's I I go to figure like you know schools. I go to a, like a um, diverse school in many, multiple different aspects of it. It's, it's both it's both racially diverse and it's extremely economically diverse um there's like there are definitely you know kids that drive brand new you know i mean forty fifty thousand dollar cars to my to my school you know mm -hmm. and then there are we have homeless kids in in in, in, the, in the same in the same school you know so but the, but the parents of the you know of, the, of those kids they, they just they they write checks and they put it and they go hey you know i, I want my school to to have what it to have what yeah, it and that's then, great yeah so it's really cool that's fair but what about you, Jan? I mean, how would you describe your your school? Because you're, you know, having so to do the I'm in thing. transition. Mine. I just took a new position this year, and it's kind. Of, let me back up and explain my transition. I even um, I'm 
was touching on it with how Twitter, Twitter helped me, was in the classroom, then we went remote. I was still at that school. Um, in my district, we have leadership roles or special assignment roles where um, I'm still attached to that classroom. I have a placeholder sub, but for one to three years, I get to do a special job and they kind of hold my place. Oh, and then, then you go back into the classroom. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So last year I began one of these special jobs and it's called being an intern consultant in my district. So basically I mentor and evaluate new teachers to the district. Okay. So um, while doing this job, I applied for a new position <laughs> this year at our aviation academy. In our oh, district. wow. A position opened up and I was like, I, I love my old okay. school. So it was very bittersweet. Like I had the button yeah. eight years. I just, I said, if it, an opportunity at this aviation academy opened up. I was going to take you. I just didn't expect it to come right now. So wow. August, I applied and interviewed, and um, I just got the position, even though they knew I was going to have a sub this year. Right. So when I conclude this job as a mentor, I will be going to teach science at our aviation academy. Wow. Wow. I was going to go in two different worlds in that aspect. My previous school, um, Every, you know, it was under resource, I would say, you know, uh -huh. using these terms, um, high, most of my students were, you know, considered low, uh, low income, you know, their families did not have that to give. So mm -hmm. we had, everybody had free lunch. I, it was really on us as teachers to provide what we had. Yeah. No school. It's it's gonna be much more like what you experienced. Right. Already. Are you gonna have airplanes? Yes, they. Are, are you gonna go up in the airplanes, or is, are you simply on the ground? Yeah, they there's the pre-pilot aspect, and the students get credentialed in airplane mechanics. So. Wow. Um, are you a pilot? No, <laughs> I was okay. be teaching biology, physical science, but I do. I I believe I will co-teach um, an intro to aviation class with a helicopter pilot. Okay, so wow. you're giving, so at the aviation academy, it's not just all aviation. It's it's regular. There's a no, there's yeah, it's a regular teacher. high school. There's an English teacher and a history these. teacher there. Right, right. Okay, so they still have to take English, math, you know. Right, but it's, when they it's study a World War Two. It's just about it's just about the the um, just, the, the planes, <laughs> the planes. <laughs> no, no, they still have to um, you know meet all the requirements for a high school diploma, pass their state tests. So, okay, so. Uh, I do not know an aviation book. I wish I had a good aviation book reference. Do you know an aviation novel, um, Shane, that, aviation, we can, that we can reference uh, that they would um, study? Well, there's that movie called The Aviator, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I was That's I was going to make a joke yes, about, yeah. you know, the school yeah, where they, they encourage yeah. students I'm to get high. I'm very excited. So. Um, just to be in a, as a science teacher, to be in a school that's focused on STEM is... Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You can make jet fuel. located at the airport, so... <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. That's going to be a little loud, though. It's I hope like, they've got some good soundproofing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a main building and then there's a hangar where they actually do that working on the airplanes. So I okay. want to go to this school. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So, that's, that's, so that's I'm excited, right. but because I'm in limbo right now, so I have um, a new classroom to go to, but I'm still, this year I'm still working as a consultant, which is okay. good. And then in, in the next school year, that's when you start the um at the yes. Aviation Academy? But okay. it's kind of um, the way I could do up to three years in this role. Right. Second, so they really just kind of wait and tell you as it's how, based on need, how many new teachers we get, all of that. Yeah. So, what are, What are the odds you're going to get like sucked starts, into that? 
Honey? What are the odds you're going to get like just sucked into the TOSA thing and then you're just, that's your job now? Because I, I know teachers oh. that where that's happened. We're like, ah, it's a two-year thing. And now, and then a buddy of mine has been doing it for 10 years now. Right. Oh, I know a lot of people that have been shooped also. Um, no, I like, I like teaching kids. This job has been great. Like it's been a great learning experience. And um, I think it'll benefit my teaching when I go back to, you know, I mm-hmm. teachers I work with and, um, and then I try to help, but my place is with, my place is with students. <laughs> I, I, I miss it. Like, that's what I, I miss when I go and watch the other teachers teach and try to support them. Yeah. yeah. In the classroom. So, so, um, so, yeah, cause I want to, I want to go down that side road for a minute. So, so new teachers, um, like what are some of like the, the big things that you try and like, what, when, when you're hitting like say fundamentals, right. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, this is something you're a new teacher. This is something I'm probably going to say to you like five to 10 times between now and, you know, the, the end of the school year. What are some of those things you think that the new teachers need to hear um, again and again? I think the most common thing is um, you have to show and tell the students what you want them to do and know. You can never assume they know what to do and they, they do it. Um, even just your, your especially <laughs> your, your routines and procedures in your classroom, how you want them to pass and work, how you want them to do everything you need to explain to them. Yeah. You need to model, you need to show them, yeah. have multiple examples, just content, everything. And I think um, one of the biggest obstacles I see is people take that for granted, learn that checking, trying to show and teach those things. And you could just start from the beginning. Be much easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because if you don't, you know, what I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, it's just. I remember I was teaching a a probability um, lesson. Right. Kids didn't know hearts, spades, clubs, and diamonds. Yeah. You oh. know what I mean? So I had to like. I realized that like after the, the first time I taught it, and it's so funny like, when you're like a new teacher, you're like, "What do you mean you don't know?" Blah blah blah. It's like, <laughs> right. It's like. That like you don't be mad at them for what they don't know. They didn't do that to make you mad. Like they, just, right. they never played cards, and or they if they played, they you know they played Uno. Or they whenever they played cards, no one even told them what that was called. You know what I mean? Right. And so like okay, this look this. I know this is like a rectangle or a parallelogram, but mm-hmm. we call that a diamond. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why this is called a club. It looks like a clover, but it's a club. Okay. <laughs> You know, this is a spade. I guess I could show you like a shovel that looks kind of like that, but I I don't know either. You know what I mean? I mean, the hearts, I think we got, you know, I think <laughs> I can handle that one. Right. And we have to like, have like a little, I'd have like, I have to have like a little key on my, up on my board. You know what I mean? Like a little anchor chart or whatever people call whenever they would have those things. So that when we go, Hey, there's this many cards. What, what are the chances that you pull a heart or a club? And then they have to like, do as that, an aside, so. are you yeah. just teaching your kids to count cards? Mealy, is this what you're doing? Yes. Yes. Okay. They wouldn't know how. They wouldn't know how many. They wouldn't know how many cards were in a deck. How many cards oh, were in yeah. a suit? How many suits there were? But there's so many probability questions that are that are related to that when you when you're doing probability. So yeah. I think that takes it back to not making it about us. You know, not taking things personally that don't have to do. Like you said, it's the kid didn't not know it to get back at you or to make <laughs> things hard for you. They never learned about cards. So right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I had, the, I, I had the experience of being the bad teacher just the other day because I had like these kids just, you know, not listening to the, the verbal instructions, not watching the tutorial video, not reading the instructions right. written out for them. And then me saying the verbal instructions two more times and then still not getting it. And so right. I got to the sixth kid and he's asking me this thing. I'm like, like, wait a minute. No, you're just asking the same question I've dealt with with five other kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. Yep. Because yeah. like you're not doing and it too happens, annoying. But yeah, um, I said just trying to not project our frustrations on that unfortunate last kid. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Anything differently than his classmates, but you know we right, right, yeah, or the, or the fiftieth kid because it's like the 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 later block of the day and you're not right. You can, but hopefully you've adju- hopefully you've adjusted. I I go back and forth. I use I don't use this as often as I know I should. I got taught this years and years ago. And it's just this simple. It's something like that that you want them to know. You know what I mean? And like, I could hold up a um, a club, right? So I've got a picture of the, of, of the club thing. And instead of like saying, this is called a club or have a little thing, you say, um, tell three kids that that's called a club, right? Uh, yes. And then, and all of a sudden like, and, and you have to like teach them how to, how to do that. But then all of a sudden like, that's a called a club. That's called a club. That's called, and, and you should hear that just like echoing all through your room. And it sounds like chaos, but like the brain is like a repeating it, a hearing it. It's yeah. it's it's just embedding it in their brain versus, and it it sticks a little bit better. And then that way, like hopefully later, some kid will do it. But if it's like you know, you know, it's going to be go to X, go to such and such website for this next activity. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying it and then going around to twenty five kids and going, why aren't you on the website? Like just have like tell four people we've got to go to blah 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 dot com and then like and then and like let that let that go for like three or four minutes and then like kind of like you know fan that flame as you walk around the room and then come back and look everyone's already on like Mm -hmm. you know blah 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 dot com and now we can do the next step that we all need to do together so yeah I always tell the students um you know we need to hear lots of different voices because you get tired of mine i get tired of my voice <laughs> it becomes that charlie brown voice after you yeah. know <laughs> so yeah so what is something that um you think teachers could not do that that you see these teachers all the time you're like if you could just stop doing x your classroom <laughs> would function a whole lot better like just get rid of that just one thing um or multiple things if you got multiple things that's fine <laughs> I think they kind of go together. Um, I think sometimes new teachers start out with extremes. Either you think you have to have this like super rigid, tough love, like <laughs> super focused on control and compliance type mm-hmm. thing. You know, they tell you, you know, start out strict, don't smile. <laughs> Be, right. Uh, or you have the teachers who are the other extreme of like, I don't want to have any. Else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they interpret oppression as like guidelines and expectations, and it's a uh, it inadvertently becomes a free for all. They don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So, um, I think finding that balance. You know, it's we're not here to control our kids. We're not here to, um, just force them to do what we want, but we can provide a structure and you know teach them how to do things to make things run more smoothly for everyone. So. Well, you know, having having procedures and expectations, kids need kids need a structure. You know, they mm-hmm. need yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. They need to know how classes turn out. And I think, um, I think learning how to respect your students' choices, but still provide that those safe parameters in your classroom is something that a lot of new teachers need help with. <laughs> yeah, 
we try to try to help them with. I also think um, just forming boundaries in general. Mm-hmm. All new teachers can do that. Um, boundaries with your work, boundaries with people, <laughs> boundaries with everything. Knowing what is the what is the good amount of, or the a good boundary to have, I should say. Oh my goodness! I saw. I'm until this. I'm t- can I, oh, keep going. I, I, remind me, I have to tell this goofy story. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think um, just in terms of work, like that's something I developed as I went on in my career, and some of it was because I, you know, I went to grad school, I had a family, I got married, you know, things like that. I had to form those boundaries. Even um, I think one thing that made me form a boundary was something that was unfortunate I lost some people in my life when I had to step away from work and say like this is work I have to leave this at work so um just those how to not let teaching consume your entire identity mm-hmm. so, um I think those those things would be good for a new teacher <laughs> oh it said she's straight for so yeah for these our- are the things that I find are missing from like early teacher education it's, yep. I mean, at least where, where I am, it's, it's so much about just like making a lesson plan. Right. right. And, and, and it's not enough about like what you say, like finding that balance. I mean, cause the other, the other message we get is like, have a really good lesson plan and teaching is hard. Um, yes. but somewhere in yes. there, I think that there's, there's a lot more nuanced discussion to be had with new teachers. Like you say, like where they can understand that they're, they need to have balance and it's okay to leave certain things behind and it's okay not to be mm-hmm. perfect all the time, especially when you start, for goodness sake, like make your mistakes. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, the, uh, the notion that you have to be perfect and that you have to just, you know, grit your teeth through the first two years or five years that that's mm-hmm. just going to kill a lot of people. Yeah. So speak, so speaking of boundaries. So Uh-oh. I'm in this um, meeting. I'm like I'm like a, <laughs> a second a second year teacher, and so there's another it's other like starting teachers, and and um, um, we're like at the meeting before the meeting starting. So I'm sitting at this table with this other this this other teacher, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Da da da. She's like, well, apparently there's a rumor going around that I'm sleeping with so and so, but I'm not, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like. Wow! Thanks for yeah. sharing. Like I didn't realize. <laughs> Hope you have a good day, also. <laughs> like you know, maybe maybe don't lead with that. You know, I mean, yes. that's just 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 some just some advice if you're if, if you're out there. Yeah, don't 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 when you meet someone, don't lead with with um you know dispelling rumors of your promiscuity or la- or, la- or lack there. Nice. Like that, like that. Maybe maybe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about the weather or the. The sports yeah. team before we before we get there, you know. But I'm like, mm-hmm. but like, but I, I quickly realized that this that's it. This this te- later on that this teacher was that she just she had no boundaries. And I've like, like right. other conversations with, with I would have with her, and you'd be like, oh my goodness, I, 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 that lady there. But I need to know her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good source for some great stories, though. Oh oh oh, she was ah, you, you didn't you, you know? I mean, do you ever just yeah, walk would, up? She would just... go off running at the at the mouth about almost about almost anything and well and i mean like, that gives you a little was, more but options but when you live in this world like and that's uh, that's so weird you can like be at a school and you're like we teach at the same school but we are not having the same experience it's like you are in a completely different world like what you think this is happening and you right. think there's like all the like like i don't have you with like the teacher conspiracy theories sometimes it's like, like they'll tell me like like 
well, you know, so-and-so is only doing this because of such and such. And this one's doing this because of so-and-so. And this is all because of this. And it's, it's like, like, what? Really? Like, I had no idea that there was this, like, this super tangled web that, that that's happening. And I'm like, I don't know if you, like, where are you getting these, where are you getting these facts that, that, that uh, all these like hypotheses for these things. And yeah, if you can learn how to, how to, how to avoid that. I mean, it's, I guess that there's some amusement to it, but it is, it is, it is wild. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about boundaries with other people, um, sometimes you're, you have to realize when your coworkers are the ones kind of keeping you down. <laughs> yes. The, um, the teacher I talked about, was, I was incompatible with part of why that was, was the negativity about everything. You know? uh, and, you know, I just, can't, I, I can't even be in a meeting at this. We can't have a constructive meeting. It's, uh, there's no point to it, you know? Ish. Yeah. So. Oh, and back to Twitter. That's, that's the other thing that it, it's funny. There's, there's this, uh, there's this balance there as well where, um, and I truly believe that I believe that there is toxic and non-toxic positivity. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yes. And then, then there's people who want to like, like every positivity is, is, is toxic to them. And they're like, Oh, let me go with your toxic. Deposit. I'm like, no, they like, they had a good day. Kids learned today. They right. like they want to like share that they that something cool you can, happened. You know, you can have a good experience of education and share. Right. But it's okay. right. Yeah. And then there's but then there's the other one that's like you know the, the other ones are there that are extreme. It's like oh you just need like you know if if you just have the right have you, you just have the right attitude then you can teach yes. calculus to kindergartners. You know it's gonna be. Yeah. I mean, no, no problem. Just, they just you just have to believe in them enough, and they will learn everything. You know, they can languages, and you know, do all the things. They learn four instruments and calculus before they get out of elementary school because you yes. got to have the right attitude. Didn't you read Harry Wong's book where they told the teachers that these kids were gifted, and all of a sudden the kids were awesome? Like, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, silly, silly. Go ahead, Dave. You know, I'm the first person to be. Well, anti-toxic positivity, you know, best. I always joke against the kindness manner of people, but there I have I have black people because it's like every single host is just and I know I respect and understand and I feel for people in a tough situation mm-hmm. when every single thing and even when people try to give suggestions it they're lashed out at or, you know, it's never a seems like someone wants to improve their situation is just painting yeah. and relishing in it um yeah i i that's establishing a boundary for me I have, <laughs> yeah i have to cut yeah. it out um yeah i know we've all been well and, and some people have been fortunate enough to not have tough years or been in bad schools or being bad experiences you know mm-hmm. but and i understand needing to vent absolutely or to try to um wrap your head around the situation but mm-hmm. There's there's the other extreme too. So yeah, there is. I think you're like kind of like like alluding that like we need to combat systemic racism and do what needs to do what needs to to be done. But everything that happens that's bad in school isn't necessarily there's like there's there's just systemic incompetence sometimes as 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 well. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's like okay, that, that was that, that there that one wasn't racism. It, you know, like, there might there may, there, it wasn't like enough to like that we can put that label on that one. So let's, 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 let's figure out what's actually happening and, and solve a problem. Go ahead. But I will say, you know, I've, a lot of times people are so afraid of that word and so um, offensive about it. Yes. So there is an undertone that they maybe not aren't seeing and people are trying to tell them and they shut it down. And, 
It's and yes. Well, when people are making assumptions, you know, Mm -hmm. you know? um, a lot of when we have to be very careful when people are saying that something is racist and saying that it's not, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 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 And that, and that's, and that's that finding that balance again and going, Mm -hmm. okay. And I think that's, um, how can I say this? Cause I do think that I don't think truth is relative, but Mm -hmm. I think that, but, but, but truth can be individual. You know what I mean? Does that that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's those things like this is, this is true. And, and it's, and, and I can't, I cannot deny your truth. If when this happened, it felt this way to you because of a, the system and B past experiences. So that is like, I, I cannot say that, that your, your feelings or your, or your truth is invalid. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, so I have to valid, I have to valid, I have to validate that and understand that. And, oh boy, I feel like I'm tying myself in a knot here. I but, think, but uh, Amelia, I think what you're talking about is just like worldview and perspectives, right? And they're, they're all informed. Right. So I don't think you're not talking about objective truth, like up is up and down is down. Mm-hmm. Like that, that you can't, right. no matter what your experiences are, you cannot, you know, deny what those are. But what right. you're talking about is like lived experience, right? So you can't, yes. you can't say, you know, that what you're thinking about, you know, how you're reacting to this thing right now is not true because, you know, that's the way they, you know, that's informed by their own experiences. So I think that's kind of what you're I mean, getting at, right? you know, so- right. As, as well as I think, and it's something that I learned about me like three, four years ago that made like a lot more sense to me that um, results are more important than intent. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, it's yes, like, well, absolutely. I didn't intend it that way. Well, it's like, well, great. You know what I mean? You know, when I was swinging my hand, I didn't intend to slap your face. Doesn't mean your face doesn't hurt and doesn't mean I didn't <laughs> like, you know, break break your, you know, knock your tooth out or whatever it is. You know I mean? And I can be, be apologized for that, but I have to own the fact that my actions caused your pain, regardless of what I was intending to do when I said that or did, or did, or did that thing, you know? And so that, mm-hmm. that's been a, a, something I, that I've had to, to grow into. And then I've realized like, oh, okay, no, that that's true. Just because I didn't think I was doing something that was wrong doesn't mean it wasn't wrong, you know, what my right. idea mm-hmm. was. So, yeah. So hey, speaking speaking though of of you know all these deep and dark things that we're now delving into, <laughs> why don't we why don't we go into our last little section here, Mealy? Let's talk about um, funny stories. We like to okay. You know, let's let's we're, lighten yeah, it up a little bit. Here. We don't have time for the magic wand one. Cool, that's cool. We can throw that one out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we love we love funny stories. We love great anecdotes. We know kids act silly. Uh, by the way, we need to have you on afterwards because I can't imagine all the craziness that's going to happen at the Aviation Academy. I, oh I, yeah. I, this kid stole an airplane into, into and then he plays the, yeah or, or whatever <laughs> whatever's going to happen whatever's going to happen there you know mixing some jet fuel and it blows up in the in the in the um whatever but um that would not be funny me <laughs> oh we're not oh, <laughs> explosions like I mean I want to have like seems yeah. no, we really stress thinking really stressy <laughs> yes but um I saw Top Gun Maverick I know what it's like okay oh yes you're an expert now <laughs> absolutely. So we love we love funny stories from the from the um, from the classroom. So hit us with some funny anecdotes that you've seen happen, whether it happened in your classroom or when you're observing some of these first year teachers and the, and the, some of the goofy mistakes that they make. And so hit us with some anecdotes, and then we'll we'll wrap it on up here. I think so. It's funny when there's so many funny things though when someone asks you a question like this. You're like, hmm, let me think of it. But I thought of one. Um, thinking of COVID times and teaching remote and for su- such a hard time. So I always looked at the the funny things that happened. Um, I remember I was teaching chemistry and this was one of my 
I had a really good relationship with this class. It was my second, I taught them for a year in person and then um, as juniors and I had them as seniors. And they were mm-hmm. a small class. They were just one of those fun, just where the, everything clicks. It was a great group. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, we're doing our storkiology problems. Um, I'm work, um, they're working on like indiv- whiteboard.fr individual whiteboards and I'm just kind of checking their work. So I'm not looking at the Google Meet screen. Mm-hmm. Um, get through the last student and like, okay, everybody looks good. And I click back to the Google Meet and one of my students is eating a fall crab boil. Of course. Second crab, shrimp, yeah, corn, wow. everything, like just going to town. He finished his proud boils, <laughs> but he was just going to town. I just, I just remember thinking that was the funniest, the funniest thing. One, I, my students were obviously eating better than I was that day. Yes. Yeah. Like he was just, comfortable at home doing us chemistry yeah. crab oil just you tell, he's like oh i just got a job so i thought my first paycheck i'd get something good to eat but there you go nice yeah go. it was it was just one of those funny moments that's um, brilliant i think one of the funniest things now when i observe is when the kids really like the teacher and they'll say the like hey can you mark down that she's a really good teacher like, oh yeah but you know that when you when i come in they're like hey guys guys be quiet be good Let's let's try to be good today. I'm like, oh, that means they really like teacher. They at least try. Yes, I, yes. Aww. Those are just some little things that kind of make me smile and make me laugh throughout the yeah. day. That's beautiful. I actually, I actually tweeted out the other day, and I, I do this now, and it does help. Um, when I'm being observed, it helps me just relax me. But when someone comes in to observe mm-hmm. me, I'll be like, Hey, Mister So and So, what do you, yeah. you know, how's it going? Oh, we're gonna be doing that another day because there's always those two or three kids that if you don't do that. They have no idea that there's like another adult in the <laughs> They're room. They're just in their like, own little world. Judging you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, like the admin will leave and you'd be like, what were you doing? You were like off task, like the whole, I came over and bugged you like three times. But like, did you not see like Principal Skinner over here? Like, like, you know? No, they did not see. <laughs> and like, oh, I had no idea. Like, oh um, my goodness, you know? And I'm like, yes. No, wow. I always encourage um, the teachers to uh, introduce me, let them know. I'll, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm like, it'll benefit you. Don't pretend I'm not there. Right. <laughs> There's one class I go to, the kids are so, the, I walk in like, hey, Mrs. Rice, how are you doing today? And you're like, then nice. I've become a part of the, yeah. the scenery. That's cool. Nice. That's cool. So it, 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 it helps. It helps for sure. So. Yeah. And it, and it cuts. And when you, when you do that as a teacher and that's happening, now the whole like, feel like someone's looking over your shoulder kind of comes down a yes, notch and, absolutely and and, and, the, and the anxiety that, that like you know i mean yes. it's, it's, it's just it's just natural to feel that anxiety when when, when someone when someone comes in yeah wow. go ahead shane you had something no, on I, was, your I mean mind in there. canada we don't we don't have like these observations like you do like the teach like my admin will come in occasionally and just like poke their head in and see how things are going and then leave. Right. that's it you know that's like once every few weeks maybe but uh-huh. no like the other so you day don't have like a formal evaluation no. where they like, oh no no not at all. Oh my God. But no, I, the, know, I don't know what other districts are like. They have a five section rubric that each five section has between four to yeah. eight subsections that they have to like check these, these oh, boxes. Oh no, there's no, at like least, there's, at least, two. there's yeah. at least 45 to 50 uh-huh. sub things that they're evaluating you on, which is impossible to see in. Well, 20 see, to I, 45 minutes, depending on how how long they're there. It's I insane. haven't been formally evaluated in, I've, this is my 16th year of teaching. I haven't been formally evaluated in 14 years. 
Wow. So now that wasn't what I was trying to tell you though, because, you know, speaking of like, you know, but admin walking by like, so the other day, my drama Mm -hmm. kids, like we had to, I had to move a bunch of gear for another class. And so the first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, kids, we're going to play a game today. Like my drama kids, they usually come in and they, they start playing their own games and they're, they're an amazing group of kids. I love them. Grade nine. And, um, but today I'm like, we're going to play a game. It's called lift up heavy things, walk somewhere and put heavy things down. Nice. And, and, and they're like, yes. oh, oh, okay. We get it. Yeah. We'll do this. And then one kid's like, can we, can we call this game child labor? I'm like, no, we're going to call it, we're going to call it lift heavy things. And, you know, and then, and they're like, no, we want to call it child labor. I'm like, fine, we're going to play child labor. So then <laughs> we move all these things and we had to move to kind of more public area in the school and we're standing there, you know, and, and they're all like, they're, you know, happy. And I'm like, congratulations, kid, you won child labor. And they're like, hurry. Hey, child labor and the admin one of my admins walking right by as we're doing nice. this and they're cheering like yeah child labor nice. so thankfully she had a good yes. sense of humor so pick, it was, up your, it was all good. pick up your gruel on the way out yeah yeah so that was that was my most recent evaluation was me extolling the virtues of child labor so it was a uh, yeah it's crazy it went well it went well awesome <laughs> all right so before i jump before i jump off here um is there anything that you have to promote or selling or or anything like that other than your other than your clear list no okay uh, uh, i'm just Shout out Blacklist Cleared, um, yes. hashtag Blacklist Cleared, or at Blacklist Clear one on um, Twitter. Awesome. That's a place where if you want to either support a Black educator, if you're a Black educator and needs help getting some things for your classroom, we can try to amplify you. Right. I've been pretty focused just on um, work and refuse, so I'm laying low, nothing wrong to promote. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. All right. I just know if someone has something, we want to do that. So, guys, we thank you. We thank you again for listening. Hey. If you need something to promote, listeners, promote this podcast, okay? Get out there and just like, this is the new thing I want you to do, okay? When you go to Starbucks, instead of your name, you put down unprofessional development, okay? And when they like <laughs> announce the, 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 the coffee, do not come the first time they say unprofessional development. Make them shout it so the whole Starbucks hears it, Okay. And then when you go up, go, yeah, that's my favorite podcast and get and, and get and get your coffee. OK. And then if you want to take a picture of your of your uh, of your cup and and tag us in it, we, we would love that. So so please do that. And as we say, always at the end, stay unprofessional. This episode of Unprofessional Development is also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. To find out more, go to ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org.